0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Learning test. Tonight is Thursday, December the 2nd, 2021. Oh my wow, 29 days. And this year will be over. Wow. we went through a 2020. We survived that. 2021, we're surviving. We have 29 days left in this year, and we'll be in 2022, and we'll see what the Lord brings us through, brings us to. So we're so story-related in in radio land that Tune in with us every Wednesday and, of course, every Thursday. We are so elated. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So quickly, quickly, quickly. On December 31st, which is a Friday we are going to have our New Year's Eve ringing in the New Year's service at Greater All Nations, 8516 South Thompson Avenue, Los Angeles, California, nine zero We'll be live with the radio station. Where you'll be hearing a live service as it is going on at the church. That'll be this upcoming December 31st, which is in a few Fridays from now. We'll be having our and New Year's New service every year. We bring in the New Year at church, giving God the praise, carrying on one year, and then bringing in the next New Year. So we're blessed to be in the storehouse at the time with two or three assembling in His name. So that's awesome. In general, that's amazing right there. And so if you're in the L.A. area, please come down. I'll keep reminding you guys about those announcements as the time comes up. Um, We have some great stuff coming up next year. Let me just tell you all, you all can see some new stuff from Blessings by Grace, new songs. We're going to be getting our YouTube channel finally up. We've got some new stuff in the works that where you're going to be able to hear from your pastor, your bishop, Dr. Bishop Arthur Morton, yes, If you're in the radio community, you can check us out on Sundays at the Blessed by Grace radio Facebook page. You can become a part of our online church this coming year, 2022. We're building a website. We're going to have it accessible where you will know all things about Great All Nations. You shall be able to join our online church. God is moving us in the direction where we are unified and we are still keeping the fire burning. So we are so elated for you Radio radio and tune in and listen to us every Wednesday and Thursday night. It's Inspiration Thursday. You know, every Thursday I try to give a little inspiration to you guys. Just something to get your mojo up. You know, something to make you smile. Well, for tonight's Inspiration Thursday, I just wanted to talk about having a relationship with Jesus. Now, yes, we all know, we've all heard it before when you listen to that's when you listen to our, our broadcast here in the Apple Valley Studio. We always talk about having a close and personal relationship with Jesus. And to be honest, your relationship with Jesus will never be the same with anybody else's because you and God have your own personal relationship together. And no two people will have the same, no matter if you play the exact same prayer, the exact same way. Never will it be the same relationship. Everybody's their and different because how you perceive something how you ask for something how in your mind you think of something that is what you and god have together the time that you give him in the morning when you wake up and you thank him for the wake up the time you go to bed and you say your nightly prayers that is what you and his time is together during the day when when you able to make a stop sign and somebody read a stop sign and you didn't get hit and you're thanking him for not getting hit this is where having a personal relationship comes in with God because in the Bible there is scripture where it talks about God. If you asking for something, it shall be given. If you are seeking or looking for something, you shall find it. If you are knocking on the door of opportunity, the Lord can open those doors for you. Having a personal relationship with Jesus is something that is fulfilling for every young woman, young man, older man, older woman, boy, girl, doesn't matter who you are. The moment that you're able to realize and understand who Jesus is and comprehend what the Bible is speaking, you can have a personal relationship with God. You can. It is a beautiful thing that you have one. And nobody can tell you how to have one. Tell you how to have it. You have to have it for yourself. You and God have to have a personal relationship within your own self. So you pray and you talk to God and you get a relationship. Just you and him together. No one but you and him. That's the beautiful part about it. That's what you guys can have. Reading your Bible, spending time with God, going to church, praying. Those are the times when you're spending time with God. That's just strengthening your relationship with him. And then the most beautiful thing, too, is when you're passionate about God, you can go to your church and spend time in fellowship with others that are just as passionate about God as you are. You can do that, too, because when you do that, you're now finding other people that can be in your circle that also love God as you did. But the relationship you have would totally be different from the relationship that they have. That's what makes it beautiful. He is a God that can meet the needs of every person, every single person in the world that he has created, he can meet those needs, and that's what's so awesome. So I thank you guys for listening to my inspiration Thursday. The doctor is in tonight, and as he does every Thursday night, he's going to be breaking down the walls. He's going to be giving you what thus the Lord in his teaching. We'll be letting you know what he finds in the scriptures, breaking it down where you can have an understanding. These lessons that we learn here in the lounge are so important. You know, we get to learn from them. We get to absorb the knowledge. Then we can study. We don't just have to study today when we're here in the studio and you guys are listening on the radio station via your phone or online listening. No, you can study this day in and day out. So it's really cool that you have this opportunity to join us, so we're grateful that you join us every Thursday. Um, Our new time, again, is 8 o'clock, and that'll be all year, 2022. We're going to stay at the 8 o'clock hour for prayer on Wednesday and stay at the 8 o'clock hour for Bible study on Thursday because that's a more comfortable time for everyone to be able to tune in. So if you know people that are interested in Bible study, tell them to call in on Thursday nights if they're in the United States. If you know people that need prayer, tell them to call in on a Wednesday night at 8 o'clock in the United States. We will take all prayers, do of prayers on and we'll be in the lab on Thursdays to study with you. The doctor is in you guys, and now it's time to learn. God bless you, and thank you all for listening to me for the announcement and inspiration Thursday. God bless everybody.
2: Getting ready man, land. And Dr. Moore, i come in to you tonight again. Amen for food for thought. Amen. That was Sister Tasha giving you her food for thought. Amen also tonight. And I must say to you that uh, I bet she's still learning, so bear with her and pray with her. We are tonight, amen, going to the Word of God because that is the only thing that's going to stand is the Word of God. The writer tells us, amen, he that has an ear, and I'm not talking about a carnal ear, but a spiritual ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the church, uh, churches. We must have a spiritual ear to hear God in this day and time, amen, that we are living in. I'm going to call your attention to the book of St. Luke, the fourth chapter, verse 14 through 21. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee. And there went out a fame of him to all the regions around about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazarene, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogues on the Sabbath day and stood up far to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captivity, and the recovering of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are brute, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. And he gave it to the minister, and he sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogues was fastened upon him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Jesus was talking to them from a spiritual standpoint, but they were yet current-minded. If you're current-minded, you cannot understand the things of the Spirit. Even the Word of God is set right before you, and you read it, but it does not necessarily mean that you understand it, because God has to open up your understanding. Salvation was given to the Jews first. And we were adopted into that royal family as Gentiles. And this portion of scripture was basically talking to the Jews. When he say, and Jesus returned in power of the spirit under Galilee. He didn't come normally, amen, as a normal preacher would. He come in power. He came in the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. Something was behind him. Something was with him. That those Jewish people at that time just then could not comprehend. And the essence of this tonight is you must identify yourself. You must let people know who you are. Amen. In this world. Just as Jesus had much to say about God, He had much to say about Himself. If you don't identify yourself, People may not know who you are, but he plainly taught, and this is what Jesus did. Jesus was a teacher. He taught mankind what he wanted them to know. And that is, amen, what the Lord has entrusted with us as men of God, women of God. God is our teacher. And if the Lord is not your teacher, you're not getting a true revelation from who God really is. He plainly told that he was the Messiah in the Old Testament they were looking for a Messiah who was to come to deliver them from out of bondage. but when Jesus came, he talked that he was that Messiah, that he was a man, and that he were God. That's where, amen, they lost him at. When he said, amen, that he was a man, and he said, amen, that he were God, he were both. 1 Timothy 2 and 5 says that, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, that man is Christ Jesus. He is a man, he was a man, and he is God. Christ is the anointed one. This is what they had been looking for throughout the Old Testament. They were looking, amen, Father Messiah is to come. The anointed one is to come. Jesus taught much about his own identity. He wanted them to know who he was. And it gives us in Scripture that Jesus, amen, he taught much about who he was and who he said he was. Jesus taught. The emphasis on teaching, amen, I can't express it enough, amen, because that is what mankind needs to understand his teaching. Teaching the word of God. Under the inspiration of the divine spirit of the Lord where the Holy Ghost himself can break it down to you and reveal unto us what he would have us to know. Jesus taught much about his own identity. The teaching of Jesus is truth. Jesus, What did Jesus teach? Jesus taught truth. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. Jesus taught truth. All born again believers, no matter what denomination we may be under, we ought to teach truth. We ought to teach that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus identified himself. If we are a believer in Christ Jesus, we ought to be, we ought to want to identify ourselves that we are a servant of the anointed one. Yes, Jesus told that he was the Messiah, but to the people in his day and time that he was walking among, they didn't believe that he was the Messiah. So they didn't treat him as no Messiah. But he was just as who he said he was. Just because he didn't come in the form and fashion that they thought that he was coming in, they wouldn't accept him as he was but he told them who he was. Yes, Jesus taught the Jews. Jesus was the hope of the Jews. But as you know the story of Paul, I, I do, amen? You know the Jews rejected him. They turned their back on him. And that is not amen only in his day and time, but even today. We see many of our brothers and sisters in the Jewish nation still don't accept him as their Messiah. We pray amen one day. The eyes will be opened. But it's not right now. Jesus taught that he was God. they didn't only teach a man that he was a man, the son of God, but he taught that he was God. Jesus claimed omnipotent power. Jesus came, I'm thy presence and omnipotent. Jesus is and was everything. And, of course, amen, which is sometimes sung on a Sunday, is everybody ought to know who Jesus is, how true that is. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is, but everybody don't know who Jesus is. I hear people all the time saying, well, I know Jesus. I don't have an experience with Jesus. That might be true, but that does not mean one time you know him. My granddaughter was talking on some scale of this tonight, amen. You got to know him. Not know of him. Not know of, amen, some of his characteristics. But you got to have a personal relationship with Jesus. You got to let the Lord reveal himself to you. Oh, truth. How true. Everyone ought to know who Jesus is. And that is, amen, especially it came to the Jews first, and amen, it came on down to the Gentiles. We ought to know who Jesus is. It is always, amen, a joy to examine the deity of Jesus Christ and the wonderness of the Godheads. Is. It is important to emphasize this truth too. You can't emphasize this truth too much. From the foundation of the church, he is built up on the biblical revelation of the deity of Christ. Who is this Jesus that we talk about? He's going to show us who he is and show us the very purpose, amen, in which, amen, he comes to die for man's sin. The knowledge of whom Jesus is should be rooted deeply in the hearts and minds of every believer. Just to know him in order to be rooted deeply in the hearts of every believer. But when you begin to try to express who Jesus is and tell mankind about Jesus, and you're not rooted and grounded in him as you thought you were, sometimes it can call controversy. It to be among brothers and sisters. It's important to know who you are, not to guess, not to I think, or oh, not that I just believe. The devil believes and he's saying the tremor. The devil knows who Jesus is. Later, well, the glorious truth of the Holy Scripture. What a wonderful realization it is to know that God robbed himself in you. In, in flesh, in order to prosecute the redemption of his child. Once a person clearly understands that truth, identification of Jesus Christ, and also understands that his salvation depends upon this truth, he will surely cherish and preserve in his heart what is really true. You got to say you got to let Jesus work with you. You got to let Jesus, amen, work with your mind, your soul, amen, for you to really understand who he really is. You got to know what salvation really is. Yes, Jesus talked much about his own self. When Jesus talked regarding himself, can that be serious question A successful or refute? First of all, is the word of God. You can't dispute the word of God. You may try. But God's word is just the word of God. You can't add to it and you can't change it. And God's word is infallible. God's word don't lie. I can make mistakes. And I may say amen, something that amen, that I got my own opinion about. But God's word don't lie. The Apostle John wrote, the word is true. St. Saint, uh, Saint John 17 is 17. Thy word is true. Secondly, Jesus is the living word. You want to find life? Find Jesus in the word. He is the living word. He precifies truth, and he will never change. But when he prevents the truth, God is not going to change. I am the Lord, thy God, and I change. not. you are not going to change him. I don't care, amen, what kind of instruction we got. The, the instruction that have already been written within the word of God. Yes, it says, by grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. St. John 1 and 17, by grace, thank God for grace, and thank God for truth. It came by Jesus Christ. Jesus is our Savior. Christ is the anointed one. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want truth and you want to know the way, we got amen people today trying to make another way or make somebody as equal. Uh, amen. Make them over God. Telling you more, it's more than one way that you can get to heaven. Well, if you believe this infallible word of God that cannot lie, there is not but one way. And Jesus is that way. Jesus is that truth. And Jesus is that life. Now, if you find salvation in the other way, Acts 4 and 12 say, there is salvation in none other name that is given among heaven, whereby a man must be saved except the name of Jesus. If you ain't saved through the name of Jesus, according to the word of God, you are not saved. It's Jesus that came down and died and paid for our sin. It was Jesus. It is Jesus have a great hope that we look in, amen, one day is to go back with. Even when Jesus made the statement regarding his own identity, we can be certain that it is exciting as he stated. Because he claimed to be the Messiah. He is the Messiah. He claimed to be the I Am. Therefore, he is the I Am. Ever what Jesus claimed to be, so is he. Now, whether I understand that or not, Amen, according to the scripture, I'm, up, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the word of God. i got to believe what the word says. Heaven and earth are passed away, but God's word is going to stand. We're standing on a sure foundation. Yes, Jesus talked about God, but he talked about himself as well. That was St. John 8, 58. Jesus identified himself as God in the flesh. This is where, amen, you've got to get a revelation. Ask the Lord to open up your understanding. Jesus identified himself <laughs> as God. In the beginning, while the Word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. But the first 14 verse of that saint John said, and the word. Is there anything too hard that God cannot do? And the word was made. The word was made. The word has already been in existence. Amen. Because it don't have no beginning and it don't have no ending. But the word was made flesh. And it dwelt among us. This is the teaching of Jesus. As he identified himself as God in flesh through his teaching. But His life ministry. Amen. He was telling them who he was all through his 33 years that a man he was here on earth, he was trying to tell them who he was. Another way that he was trying to emphasize to them who he was was through miracles. Also declaring his identity a deity. He did miracles that nobody could do but a God. No man had never did the miracles that he done. Nicodemus says, Lord, we we, we know that thou our teacher that came now from God because can't nobody do what you done but a God. You see, you have to have that assurance. You got to know. Although John the Baptist Amen had earlier, he identified Jesus as the Lamb of God and the Messiah. John said, Behold, the Lamb of God comes to take away the sins of the world. Yes, he came as a lamb also. But that didn't take anything away from him as being God. He come humble as a little lamb, not to hurt anybody. But yet still, he was God Almighty. Therefore, amen, he sent to his disciples to inquire of Jesus, are thou he that shall come? Or look we for another? St. Luke seven nineteen. John was in trouble. And John was looking for a Messiah to come and deliver him out of that trouble. Now, amen, just because you are in trouble, it doesn't mean all the time right at that moment that God will come and deliver you out of that trouble. But he'll let you know that he's there. He'll let you know, keep on trusting in him. He said, go your way. And you tell John what things you have seen and heard. How that the blind sees, the lame walketh, the leper are clean, the deaf hears, and the dead are risen. To the poor the gospel is preached. Now who could do that but a God? And he told them that he was God. The ministry of Jesus Christ conveyed identified him as God. For only God could have known and said and done the many things that Jesus did. Throughout his ministry, Jesus was concerned that the people knew who he really was. Jesus is concerned, well, do they really know who I am? Do the people that I am showing miracles to day by day feeding them? Do they really know who I am? And the majority of them didn't know who he was. And it's sad to say, Amen. Even as this gospel has been introduced unto the Gentiles, it's still many that don't know who he was. As Caesarea Philipi Jesus asked his disciples, "Who do men say that I, the Son, a man am? Who do they say I'm a? I'm the Son of man. You, you are you a man. You are the Son of man. Who do the people say that I am?" In my mind, said uh, Jesus, curiosity was uh, arise, and he wanted to know from his disciples, though that, uh, was among the congregation of me, he wanted to know what did man think about me, what are they saying about me, who I am. Then he went a little deeper. He said, "Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?" Matthew 16. And 23, he left the impression that it was very important to know the identity of the Savior. If you don't know who Jesus is, your mind is going to be confused. You got to know. Not I guess and not not I believe, amen, that you got to know who he is. You don't want no two spirits to be talking to you. You must know who he is, personal. you get ready to read the word of God for yourself. I'm just only quoting the word of God, amen, but read it for yourself. It's right there, amen, before your eyes. You quit doubting the word of God. Quit fighting God. Turn loose tradition. Because your forefathers said this and your your foreman, your grandparents said. When you find the life, walk there in it. It was very important to know the identity of the Savior. In fact, Jesus stated. That salvation is dependent on the understanding that he is the Messiah. Salvation is dependent upon that. I believe, amen, that's a very valuable statement tonight. Amen. Salvation is dependent on who you believe in. Do you know the real identity of Jesus? Was he just a man to you? Is that all he was? Or he was just a good teacher? Is that all you know about him? Or he said he was a son of God? Then he turned around and said, I am God. What what do you know about the children? What do you really know about him? Jesus told these Jews, Amen. In Saint John twenty-eight, he said, "If for if you believe not that I am He, you shall die in your sin." Get it right. Get it right. Get it right. If you don't believe, amen, that Jesus Christ is who he said he was Gentiles, amen, as well as you, you're going to die in your sin. He was a Messiah. He was a lamb that came to take away the sin of the world. He was God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen the angel, preached it to the Gentiles, and was received in the glory. He is who he said he was. He is that I am that I am. Bless your holy name. To have sin remitted, one must have faith in the affection atonement, accomplishment on the cross of Calvary. You've got to believe, amen, what Jesus did for you. If Jesus was just a martyr, then his blood would be no more efficient than that of any other blood. If he just came here to die and that's all he meant, Amen. Many, many folk died for Jesus, but He was more than a mortal. In that case, in that Jesus, Amen, was both sinless and divine. He was sinless. He came in the likeness of sin for flesh, Condemning sin in the flesh. There was no sin in Jesus' flesh. He looked like man, he acted like man, he felt like man, but there was no sin in Jesus' flesh. He was sinless and he was divine. He's able, amen, to be our Savior, and his shedded blood is affectionately, amen, for our atonement of sin. Even after his resurrection, Jesus was concerned that his disciples understood who he really was. On the road of Emmaus, Jesus joined two disciples and he expounded to them the scripture concerning him. They was going uh, along the road talking about the death of Jesus and still didn't know who he really was. They they believed, amen, he was the hope of Israel, but they didn't really know. And I'm going to put that on another level. Amen, the Jesus that died on Calvary, is he your hope? Is he your hope? Do you believe in your heart tonight that he is the only way that you can enter into these doors? And he plainly tells us, he said, if you love me, you will not try to do what I say. But if you love me, you will obey me. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And then Mm that grievous, because love covers a multitude of faults. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them. In all the scriptures, the thing concerning himself, Luke 24, 27, from Moses on down to the time he come, he talked and identified himself and told them who he was. The prophets believed him. Moses believed him. But do you believe him? Is he your Messiah? Is he your deliverer? Is he your salvation? Is he your hope? Later, the disciples they confess that their heart burned within. Then, at then as he talked to us and opened Understanding of the Scripture, having a personal knowledge of who Jesus is, being a great blessing. Many Christians have testified of the wonderful blessing that it was when they recognized the deity of Jesus Christ, when they really understood who he was. I, they say, "Amen. I thought I knew him." I believe the writer said, amen, one writer actually, Lord, Thomas said, Lord, show up the Father, and it will suffice us, or it will satisfy us. And Jesus replied and said, have not I have been with you so long time, and yet you don't know me? I done fed you, I done clothed you, I done guide you. I have have kept the enemy for killing, and you still don't know me when you see me. You see the Father. But if you're looking for me through the veil that I got on, you never will see the Father. The veil was just the covering, because God is a spirit, and And God couldn't come down in a spirit, so he had to put on a veil, so he put on the flesh And come down to die for your sins and mine. He opened up their understanding that they might understand the scripture. Tonight, my beloved sisters and brothers, I'm going to ask you, let the Lord open up your understanding. We ought to be able to teach the same thing. Jesus said, I'm the way. We ought, to, we ought to be able to, amen, to teach Jesus the other way. We ought to be able to teach that, amen, he's the way, the truth, and he's the life. All born, began believers, I believe, teach that. Jesus told that he was a messiah. That's what the Jews were looking for, a messiah. They were looking for some help. They were looking for some deliverance. In a time, amen, that the world was escalated, amen, and political parties had took over, amen, and religion was cast down, they were looking for some help. It ain't much different today. we looking for some help. But our help coming from the Lord. Oh. This Messiah is the Hellenite translation of a Hebrew word derived from the verb mesha. Means to anoint with oil. That's why it is so important, amen, that James say, if there is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and anoint them with oil. Oil is a symbol and a symbolic meaning of the Holy Spirit. But it was usually translated anointed. There is nothing like the anointing of the Holy Ghost. In every born-again child of God that is preaching, not 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 only preaching the word of God, but amen that is claiming salvation, you ought to have the anointed one within you. The love of many is waxing cold, church. The knocking is not there like it should be. But in Daniel, only twice in Daniel 9, 25 and 26, was the word translated Messiah. You ought to have a anointing among the body of Jesus Christ, and you ought to have the Messiah in the midst of you. That from the going forward of the commandments to restore and to build Jerusalem into the methodic, the prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. And after three score and two weeks, shall the Messiah come? Shall the Messiah be cut off? But not for himself. This Messiah that I'm talking about, amen, is none other than Jesus Christ. He's going to be cut off. They don't want no praises. The world don't want no praises. Now, remember, amen, and St. John, amen, 5 and 43. Jesus says, I come in my Father's name. I come in my Father's name. He said, now, if any other were come in his own name, amen, you'll believe him. But I come in the name of my Father, which is Jesus, but you don't want to believe me. But when the Antichrist comes, that is what that is referring to, amen. When the Antichrist comes, many people is going to flock to him, and they are going to believe him for his potential, of uh, uh, amen, of correcting this whole wicked and miserable world and working false miracles. But Jesus worked the real miracle. They're going to believe him. They're going to side with him. But Jesus told you, I come in my Father's name. And if he come in his father's name, his father had to be named Jesus because that's the name he came in. He didn't say, I come in the son's name. He said, I come in my father's name. And the people of the prince, amen, that shall come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. And until the end of the wall of desolation and determination, Daniel 9, 25 and 26. Daniel seeing the amen time, amen, that desolation was going to be set up in the house of God. And the real sacrifice that the Jews, amen, you say, amen, sacrifice with Jesus. He, amen, they're going to be cut off. Because Satan gonna come on the scene and want mankind is to worship him. And out of all this 21st century knowledge we have, and we still increasing, we still is being dumb. We still is missing the road. The primary man seen of uh, this title is King as the anointed man of God. David was a man, the ideal king of Israel. And the hope of the Jews was to see another king like David. And that king that we're talking about is King Jesus. Many of the prophet, prophetic scriptures, amen, of the Old Testament promise, they, continuously, they being leaning and looking towards the, to his birth, amen, in Bethlehem. Well, let me say to you, my beloved, hold on to Jesus. The birth of Bethlehem have already happened, and we're looking for a king. Jesus talks about himself as much as he talks about God. This is Dr. Moore saying, God bless you until next week. Let us pray much one for another. And let me, amen, urge you out there that have forgotten about this COVID. It's not over with yet. Be cautious, pray for one another, and protect our children as much as you possibly can. Until next week, this is the Doctor Morse, saying? God bless you.